1: Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Sunday podcast of the 690ADB. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for listening and uh, checking out the show. Remember, don't forget to hit subscribe. Don't forget to be part of it. Don't forget to go to our website, 690ADB.com. Sign up, be part of our uh, what we're trying to achieve, and have everybody be part of something bigger than just one individual person. Uh, it's The 690ADB is Basically, it's a community. It's not me. It's just info, great people, motorcycle riders. We already know that 90% of all motorcycle riders are just awesome and amazing. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about adventure traveling a little bit. That can go down many, many roads, and there is tons and tons of information that goes with adventure riding and What you kind of need to prepare for and what you need to get your head wrapped around when you plan on doing a trip. And you may be new to dual sport and just want to ride around your local community and have no desire to go buy all that gear and jargon and stuff and strap it onto your bike and pack it all down and take off and go get lost for. You know, three, five, seven, fourteen. Heck, even a month. It just depends on what your job allows you to do. Some people don't get that amount of time, but also there are other people that live out in areas that are amazing for dual sport riding, but they don't know quite how to put it all together. It's like a jigsaw puzzle, trying to get all of your ducks in a row as par se to get out and go start an adventure. So what is an adventure and how do we define getting our, our, our pieces to get out and do an adventure? Well, an adventure is really nothing more than what brings enjoyment to you and allows you to get out, disappear for a while whether it be by yourself or with a group and do something that you don't normally do or get to see and you're doing it on a bike. So to do an adventure travel trip, you need to get your head wrapped around several things to get out and go and do that type of stuff what I do before I do a trip, I basically, I think the hardest thing to do, um, and it may be different for other writers. If you're listening to this podcast, um, the hardest thing for me to do is to pick a month or pick a day basically. And when we pick a day, uh, the, that's the hardest thing, nailing down when, when are you going to go? When are you going to go? Because you, and especially if you're doing it with a group, which we do, if you have more people involved, it will create a little bit of anarchy and a little bit of, because you're dependent on other people. And granted, they may be great friends. You may have known them a long time. That doesn't really matter because (laughs) they think different than you do. And they probably have a different job than you do. And they may only, you may have your head wrapped around, man, you know what? I can get away for two weeks. And they're like, well, I can only get away for a week. And you're like, okay, cool. So how are we going to make this work? So that's kind of the biggest hurdle for, for what I do. And I think it's a big hurdle for a lot of other people. If it's by yourself, you can just pack up and roll no big deal. But most people don't like to go solo. They like to go with multi riders. And by doing that, there's just there's variables that all have to come into play. So if you can get that done, I think that's really one of the biggest hurdles you have to do is pick a date and pick a date that works for you. But not only just pick a date, pick a date that will be good for writing, not too hot, not too cold. Pick an area that you're going to go to and then that area that you go to, um, then you get to dig in. That's kind of the next phase. So now we we are we've narrowed down our dates and what we're going to do and how long we're going to go. Now we've got to dig into uh kind of like uh the climate for the area that we're going to what month are we going in what's the weather going to be like you've heard me talk about weather and being you know paying attention and things like that well weather's a big deal because weather can really make your trip or it can it can break your trip now i've i've been on trips that are uh, just dumping rain. It's cold, and we're crunching miles, and we're just trying to get somewhere. And you know, we're trying to get to camp. And and uh, it it ended up that you know, as much as I love to camp, I ended up in a hotel room, and just because it rode all day in rain. And that's even though it rained, and it doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. That was the adventure, <laughs> you know, because it's it's spontaneous. Things change. And it's kind of captivating if you let it, if it, if you, if you let it, you'll get some people that it will just absolutely ruin their day and they can't get their head wrapped around it and they're miserable and they're unhappy and unhappiness is a virus when you are out on your trip because everybody can feel it and everybody can sense it. So. When you're out doing your trip and your picture area that you're going to and you know what month that you're going to go, dig in a little bit. Dig into that area and see what is around there and what is the climate like for that time of year. Uh, you can usually find it on the Internet. It's not that hard. Um, you can usually probably find it either through the National Weather Service or just type into Google, which most people know pick the area, like if I'm going to go to Moab, Utah, love Moab, it's beautiful. And I'm going to go and say late September, I will just type climate for Moab, Utah. That's it. And you'll get all those suggestions out there and it will help you find what's going on in that area for wherever you're riding at. Because if you can find out what the average climate is for where you're at and what's going on. That brings me to my next part gear. (laughs) Cause if you pack wrong, you're going to know it pretty quick. You're going to know it really, really quick because if it's hot and you pack too much heavy gear, like inner liners and you're packing thermals and all that type of stuff. And the, the climate for that time of the year shows you know, 85 during the day and then like 60 at night and you got all this heavy gear. Uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty uncomfortable. There's going to be a lot of sleeping on top of the bag. You're going to be stripping jackets down. Um, you're going to be hot on every ride. It, it's just not much fun. So taking a little time to figure out what the weather is going to be like can really drastically make your trip so, so, so much more enjoyable. Trust me, it's just so much more enjoyable. So, you know, picking a date, that's really hard for me because uh, I I have to work just like everyone else. It's no different. Um, Then I've got to go and pick an area. Where where do I want to go? What do I want to see? Then I've got to kind of find out once I kind of pick my area, what's it going to be like for that time of the year? So we've got three things narrowed down there. And like I said, if you're a seasoned writer and stuff like that, and you've got your way of doing it, that's fantastic. Um, if you get on Podbean, you can leave comments that other people can read. I really would appreciate it because it so, so much helps out. Um, if not, you can email me, 69080B at gmail.com on how you do it. And I'll post it. I'll copy and paste it into the comment section so other people can see it. And I'll put your name against it. And that way people We'll kind of know what you're doing and how you do it. Because everybody does it a little bit different. It's still kind of the same, but it's it's a little bit different in how people pack and what they pack. We're going to get into that. So now that you've narrowed it down, you've got your weather down. The next thing is, what are we going to see? What are we going to see? Well, what we kind of do is now that we've picked the area that we want to go to, like if we're going like, to, let's just say we want to see the best of New Mexico. All right. So I'm just using this as a reference. What we'll do is we'll find a strategic point. Like I'm going to throw out Las Cruces. Okay. Las Cruces, New Mexico. So now that I've picked Las Cruces, New Mexico, I'm just throwing that as reference. Anybody that's listening to this knows Las Cruces is not horrible, but it's probably not the, the best of New Mexico, but there is some good writing down there. Been there many, many times. But that's my drop point. So what I do is I draw a basically a line from there out about 100 to 200 miles. And I do a circle. And from that circle, we create a map, which mapping is good. You can can freestyle if you want to. There are guys that do it. They'll freestyle. They'll do it day by day by day by day by day. So what they do is they get up in the morning. And they'll get a map, get some coffee, they'll start sipping up that coffee and they'll look at a map from where they're at. And then they'll pick a ride for the day and they'll try to end up at that point. But there's other people that like it a little bit more basically put together, they want more um, structure to their trip. So by doing that, um, you can create your own GPX files. You can use Garmin. You can use TomTom. You can use any of those types. They all have their own mapping and all that stuff. You can also use, um, what is it, uh, Rever or Reaver. I've done a video on that, uh, youtube.com slash b adv You can find that. Uh, it's a mapping program. It's really fantastic. That's what we use. We use Reaver. So once we pick our point, We'll find all these great, whether it be a town or just some off-road. We'll just look at the, we'll put on terrain mode so that we can see the elevations. And by doing that, it allows us to pick epic rides is basically what it does. And then we can create a whole map. And then what happens is, is if you use river or reaver, you can do follow road. So what it does is whenever you create an account with them, uh, you just basically you just start clicking. It shows trails. It shows road. It shows off road. It lets you know uh, basically if if there is no mapping at all, which they have a tool that allows you to even go to where there's not even a map. But yet you can see that there is a road and you can create that GPX. It's basically you can use it to follow so that you are always on track. I also suggest making sure that you have a GPS or something that has breadcrumbs or basically a way to back yourself out. All right. I'll talk about that here in a second. And the reason I say that is you will use it. (laughs) I promise you, you will use it if you adventure ride. But anyway, so creating your map's. Find strategic points that are what you want to see, whether you want to see, uh, you know, the sand dunes, if you want to see uh, just the, the, the mountain area, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you want to ride the rim lines and some of those scenic byways, all that stuff, well, you can map it all out and it makes it so much easier to do your trip. It tracks how many miles you're going to do, and then you can drop waypoint pins so that you can find places to camp, all that type of stuff. And then it tells you how many miles, and it will also roughly tell you how long it takes to get from point A to point B to point C and so forth. That super helps out. Now, we talked about the GPS and breadcrumbs. Why would you want that? Now, I know there's guys out there and they're going, well, you want that because I get it. There's it just happens. Breadcrumbs are basically it's a tracker. So on my Garmin that sits on my KTM, you can't help it. You're going to find. A road. A trail. A washout. Something, (laughs) something. It happens every trip. And the first thing that goes with your mind, where does that go? I know where it goes (laughs) somewhere. So what do we do? We take it, we ride it and we see where it goes. Well, guess what? Not always does it end up somewhere. You could have an epic hour ride that ends in a dead end to a box canyon, a washed out river that you can't pass, whatever. Whatever. But it was amazing. But you took all these different little forks in the road. And you're like, crap. How do we get back? Well, there's no sense in sitting there zooming on your iPhone or your Android or something like that. To try to find all these different roads to get back to the road. Well, there's a tracker, a breadcrumbs feature on mine that we use that allows us to go in reverse and back ourselves out with no issues and no headaches. We don't need anything because the maps are preloaded. It doesn't matter whether it shows up on the GPS or not. It lets us know exactly how to get back to where we started so that we don't get lost. So the breadcrumb features are fantastic. Everybody should have you could probably download an app for your iPhone or your Android and it really super super makes it nice and it and trust me we used back in the old days Uh, we used to just get lost upon lost upon lost until we basically got ourselves out. This eliminates anywhere from, you know, half an hour to a half a day of riding of just making mistakes, trying to get out, you know, you're going to get out and it also saves on fuel too. So depending on how far out in it, you get, we've been out pretty deep sometimes to where you basically are 30, 50 miles from anywhere. So, and that helps saves a lot of fuel. And that way you don't have to worry about running out. So GPS, all that type of stuff, the month you're going to go, your days picked, where are you going to go? mapping a little bit we we're going to have a whole section on it and mapping is one of those things that it can get pretty intense and in depth and and some guys do not map they just won't map they will just they, they 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 freestyle or they free roll and that's just the way they roll and i get that too uh 100 percent. i get that but some people like a little more structure in their trip and this will allow you to have a little bit more structure. So uh Garmin, TomTom, any of those that will support the GPX file and um Reaver or Reaver. It's R-E V E R I think. Dot I'd have to look it up. (laughs) But it's Reaver. Just look it up. Just just go to Google and type in Reaver motorcycle and it'll it'll pop up. But so you've got all that narrowed down and and you're trying to put it all together, remember, don't forget, six ninety eighty via at gmail.com. You can always email me, and I'll do the best I can to help you out as much as I can, always. That's just, that's the way it works. You've got all that done. This is the second hardest for me to put together. What gear am I going to take? <laughs> I have a lot of gear, okay? And if you're new to this stuff, you have two season, three season, four season. All I mean, what are all those seasons mean? You know what I'm saying? And we're going to have a section on that because we're going to have sections on tents, sleeping bags, all that type of stuff. And gear that I've bought, that I loved, and gear that I bought and wished I could return. <laughs> okay. So and I, I do have quite a bit of it. I have tubs and tubs and tubs of gear. So now that you've got it narrowed down, your month, you're done, you've checked your climates, you've checked all your stuff. Now you got to start packing. What kind of gear do you have? You know, that's the next thing you got to go through. So you got to pick all your gear and stuff for the location to go because here's the kicker to the gear part of it. Whatever you take, whatever you take, you got to stick with it. <laughs> so keep that in mind. If you pick wrong, You're stuck with it for all those days. What are you going to do? Throw in the trash? You could have a $300 sleeping bag. You picked the wrong bag. (laughs) Guess what? You're stuck with it. I don't know if anybody's going to throw away a $300 sleeping bag. So that's where it comes in handy. And then the terrain that you have picked, do you have the right gear for that? How much does it weigh? Because remember, weight becomes a factor. Not on the road. But on the trail, that's where weight becomes a huge factor. And if you adventure travel like we do, you got to haul it up over the mountain. You got to, you know, you're not just dropping and you can, and we've done it. But there are times that sometimes on your, when your day's planned for you, you've got to get over a Jeep pass and it is a technical pass. And you got to lug it all with you. And you're like, man, that's no big deal. Remember, I say it all the time, it's not a big deal until it's a big deal. So you start lugging up that luggage, you got a little too much weight to the right, a little less weight to the left, that bike starts handling a little weird. You're hopping over baby's heads, lemon heads, basketballs, grapefruits. You ever wonder what that means when people talk about that? That's the size of the rock that's in the road. (laughs) Sometimes. There's a lot of them. It looks like a line. It looks like literally it looks like a, a minefield. And YouTube does no justice for some of those. A, the sheerness of it on some of those Jeep trails. Uh, the The steepness of those trails and how tight those switchbacks are whenever you're going up them. Okay, so take that with a grain of salt. It's video cameras only do so much to show what it is. So if it looks technical in your mind, it's probably five times worse than what you think it's going to be. So keep that in mind because I've noticed a lot of people sit there and think that, oh man, that guy just went down black bear pass. I can do that. It's not that sheer. Well, that part that everybody loves to see the steps that is insane. <laughs> okay. It's, it's insane. And you get a lot of these guys that go and do it. They do it all the time. They're super experienced writers. They are very, very good. And they probably didn't just zip down it. Like you see on YouTube, they either walked it down or had help walking it down their first time. And then they keep bringing themselves back and then they keep doing it and doing it. And then they make it look so simple. It's just like anything. My first trip to Colorado, going up those G passes, I was terrified. But that's half of it. Pushing yourself. Pushing yourself, seeing what you can do without being too extreme and getting yourself in a stupid situation. That's what I do for myself. Anyway, back to the gear. Packing your gear can really make a trip super fantastic. Or it can be, make it super miserable (laughs) because I've done it. I've had guys on trip that looked like they were packing a small grocery store. I'm going to need this. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need this. I'm going to need that. Well, like I said, remember, everything you pack, you're lugging with you. And you really have to actually sit there and take your time and ask yourself the question, do I need that. And if you can tell yourself why you need it in the situation of why you're going to need it, then you will probably need it. But remember this, you can always talk yourself into anything (laughs) you don't need. You don't need any help from your buddies. You can always talk yourself into it. And I'm going to have a segment on packing I'm not going to go too in depth, but just remember, you can always talk yourself into taking something that you think you're going to need and you never use it. And let me tell you how I know, because I've been doing this for a while and I still take certain items, not on this podcast, every year and I never use it. So why do I bring it? Because I talk myself into taking it. And as much as you can tell yourself going, oh, well then just stop taking it. I always find a reason because it's a new year on why to bring it. So that's the kicker. Take the time, lay it all out on a table and say, I need this for this. Going to need this for this. I'm going to need this for this. This will come in handy for this. And if you can really dial in why you need it. And I mean, sometimes you're just going to talk yourself into it and you'll never use it because a buddy will have the same thing and you just use his. That happens all the time. But remember, things happen. And what happens if you get separated from somebody and you just end up having to set up your own camp, you have your own thing, you guys are completely separated. Well, guess what? You may need that item. So that's the other kicker think of the best case scenario from where you're going and what you're doing and who you're with. And it's just the perfect scenario. It's just amazing. But something happened. Now you're separated. You could be a day out. You could be two days out. You can only be an hour out. Who knows? I've been on trips where guys have basically created a signal fire because we were separated for multi-hour and we end up finding each other before the day was out. But it comes to that, and you have to sit there and prepare for what if. And if you can prepare for the what if, then everything will be pretty good. So prepare for the best case scenario on your gear, what you think you're going to need, and then prepare for worst case. And if you do that, then that's fantastic. Makes everything so much easier. And that way, you're not also sharing with your buddy with all of his stuff, and you got your own gear. So now that you've got your gear and stuff, the other thing is, is you're putting all that together. Will it all fit? <laughs> Will it all fit with the luggage that you're using? How many river bags are you going to strap down? Dry bags. And if you're not using dry bags, go buy dry bags. All right. Get river bags. That way your stuff stays dry. Be smart. The other thing is, is are you using hard luggage or are you using soft luggage? Using hard luggage, that's great. Hard luggage doesn't give a whole lot. You may have some odd, weird shaped items. You're packing it out. You may have to leave something behind just because it doesn't fit. Just because you set it out to take it doesn't mean you really get to take it. There's only so much room on a motorcycle. So now that you're figuring all that out, I know what you're thinking. I'll just go get another river bag if I need to take it. It doesn't fit in my box or it fits in my soft bag. Well, now you're going to look like the guy that has the small grocery store. So here's the kicker. I call them pre-trip runs. It's pack my gear up and I'll take off for a 10 or 15 mile ride just from the house before I go on a trip. I'll get everything I think I need. I'll pre-pack it. I'll pre-load it. And I'll pre-ride with it. And what that does is that allows me to feel what is on my bike while I'm riding. It helps. Trust me. It helps a ton. And by doing that, it allows me to go, you know what? That doesn't feel right. Or man, that feels amazing. And then I can go in, I can dig a little deeper and I can basically narrow down my gear for my trip to where it works. Perfect. I have a saying, and it took me 10 years to actually understand and put it all together because everybody will tell you, because everybody's the greatest motorcycle rider on the planet oh, well, this is just, you should just do it like that always. It's not that easy. And it was never easy for that person. I don't care what they say. I've met a lot of motorcycle riders. And it doesn't matter. Everybody on an email or a text or on a YouTube channel on a comment, I call them digital muscles. (laughs) They can sit there and tell you everything, but you get them face to face and they're a totally different animal. But my thing is, is, You know, it just basically, you know, everybody doesn't know everything. So, but pack it light, pack it tight and do it right. Go as light as you possibly can and still try to achieve the most luxury and comfort that you can give to yourself. And if you can do that, and that is not just on a single pack, it doesn't happen. I usually have to pack three or four times in order to get my pack right. And I don't take everything every year. I couldn't take everything because I have so much gear, but I pack for where I'm going. That will be another podcast. We have so many podcasts we're going to do. It's just tons of them. But what I have is I have desert gear, I have mountain gear, and then I have just standardized, just kind of flat, you know, for like Utah and stuff like that. It's not really a desert, but it's not really a mountain. It's kind of an in-between. So that's what I do. And I pack for those areas and I have gear for those areas. And I try to make the best scenario for the trip that I'm going on in that area. If that makes any sense. So more of the story, take your time, think it out and don't just fly by the seat of your pants. And if you want to fly by the seat of your pants, you'll probably win more than likely. You're probably going to fail, but that's okay. But like I said, we've got more podcasts coming up with a bunch more information and a bunch more ways to do things. And we got more interviews coming up and hopefully we're going to see you guys out there in the wild and we can do a podcast for you or with you to pick your brain on what you're doing. Why'd you buy the bike that you got? Where do you go? How do you do things? Maybe sit down, have a beer, do a quick interview. If you're old enough for the beer, if not, we'll do a Coke. I can care less. But that's really what it's all about. It's about getting out, giving back, and making things easier and better for other riders. Girls, boys, it doesn't matter. It's all about helping people. So, But like I said, those are the things that you definitely want to kind of Put together if you want to adventure travel to get started if you've never really done it. And there's guys out there that are going to tell you their way and I'm telling you my way. And, you know, I'm just telling you, it works for me. And I have a great time and I love it because the adventure bug, once it bites you, it festers. It itches. You can't help it. It's, you can't explain it. It's awesome. (laughs) That's why dual sporting, in my opinion, is the best ever, of all motorcycles. And I love them all. I don't care if you street ride, scooter, cruiser, Harley, whatever. I don't care. So, But don't forget, subscribe to our podcast. Remember, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Spotify, the whole nine yards. We're still working on Amazon. That freaking Alexa is a pain in the butt. But don't forget to subscribe. Be part of it. And remember, podbean.com. Um, you can find us on there and there you can leave comments and we really would appreciate some comments if, if you have the time, if you are a seasoned writer and how you do that stuff. And don't forget, we're going to have a combination of video, audio podcast. So anytime that we have an audio, especially on Thursdays, most of the time, there's going to be a video that goes with it with a couple of pop-ups and stuff. Um, and don't forget about our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 698 We have Over a hundred and something videos uh, for help and all that stuff. Uh, Information about motorcycles, which ones to buy, which ones not to buy, which ones to look at, which ones to think about, all that stuff. So, you know, like I said, don't forget, subscribe to us and be part of what the 690 ADV is all about because it's all about you. Anyway, I'm Joe, Radio 690 ADV, 690 out.